despite what men claim, only 15% have penises longer than 7 inches. <laughs> and only 3% have penises more than 8 inches long. They talk a lot about their penises. You don't want to talk about penises? <laughs> My name is Capri Dupree. Oh, shit, you're recording. My name is Sharon Cox. <laughs> and this is... Lip work 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 Lip work. That sounds something. I don't know. Lip gracious. Oh, what are we talking about today? We're Capri? talking about is drag dying? Is it dying? Is it dying? <gasps> is it dead? Is it dying? Is it on the way to death? Is it in the casket? Quarantined. <laughs> Too, soon. <laughs> Too soon. We're still quarantined. But I'm pumped. Doom doom. Don't know what that is. That's a little tum tum. Like the snare. You forgot the snare. You said. I said boom. No, you said bum bum. Oh, but <laughs> so um, well, you you brought it up. Yeah. So I was actually um going to a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You're a photographer for people who don't know that. I am I an amazing to... photographer. That's her. I keep interrupting you. Stupid you're amazing. I'm giving you compliments, stupid. And Sharon, you're amazing. No, no. See, I'm not. Dude, we need to talk about that. No. Why we don't like compliments? You know, a lot of LGBTQ people don't like compliments because we've been ostracized for so long. But we'll we're talk not talking about, about that. We're that. not talking about that. We're not talking about that right so, now. Okay. So um. With um, so I was going to Atlanta for a photo shoot, a very nice photo shoot, and um, we were talking in the car, me and two other guys, and um, we were talking about like um, like Black America and uh, Black Universe and Continental and EOI mm-hmm. and all these pageants, a, a lot of pageant talk, and uh, so as we were talking, uh, one of the guys was like, "I just feel like drag is dying," and I said, "Why do you feel that way?" He was like, I just feel like it's dying. Um, so mind you, this is a person, he's uh, older in age, I should say. Not old, just older in age. And he's used to traditional drag, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And he feels that traditional drag is dying. What do you consider traditional drag? Well, what he considers... Or what he considered yeah, traditional drag. What he considered traditional drag is basically like... Of course, we're talking about pageants. So mm-hmm. anything, anything dealing with the pageant. One of those big, type of pageants. Big hair, pads, breast, uh, cinchers. Traditional drag, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. The glam, showgirl, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He feels like it's it's dying. And so I asked him, why do you feel like it's dying? And he, he felt that like the RuPaul's Drag Race... Have uh, fucked up drag. Is, is fucking up drag, <laughs> or has fucked up drag. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I thought we should talk about it here. Yeah. I think yeah. We, we, we talked a little bit about, about what RuPaul's Drag Race has done to the drag world mm-hmm. in another episode. But... Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I agree to a degree. <laughs> I agree to I agree a degree. I agree to a degree with Capri Dupree. Oh. Um, oh new podcast without <laughs> me. <laughs> no, it's presenting Sharon Cox. Presenting Sharon No, presenting it's, it's actually, Sharon it's Cox. just Sharon Cox, but I use your name because it rhymed. Exactly. You could be trying to sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wonderful. I'm wonderful. telling you, I'm we, sorry. <laughs> that is not, uh, we are not sponsored by RuPaul's Drag Race. We are not sponsored by RuPaul's Drag Race. And we also don't want to get sued by RuPaul's Drag Race. That was, this bitch is That was my phone. Ringtone. <laughs> my ringtone. <laughs> That's my text message. <laughs> 
Uh, but again, it happened in this episode and it happened in the RuPaul's Drag Race episode. So it's <laughs> sure perfect. Did. It's all right. And we just said RuPaul's Drag Race. I know, right? It's like every it's, time we say it, she just kind of comes through. Yeah. It's fine. You better you work. You better work. So um, <laughs> I agree with that um, to, a, to a certain degree because um, I feel like drag has become more accessible mm-hmm. and more mainstreamed. And so when you mainstream something, all the other subdivisions of that category... So let's look at drag as a category, right? Mm-hmm. Not a category, but let's look at drag as a, an umbrella. Okay. That has different uh, categories and different subdivisions within it, right? Mm-hmm. Different types of drag. Right. But when you mainstream something, you don't mainstream every single aspect of aspect it. Of it. Mm-hmm. You mainstream what's marketable. True. And so when you mainstream drag, you mainstream, she mainstream, or the show mm-hmm. mainstreamed um, beauty. Yeah, the 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 um the staple Instagram girl. Right? Do you st- actually, you should start at the beginning of it because it's evolved over the years. It has changed, but yeah. it has changed because of marketing. True, and it True. has changed because they're smart and about the community. marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, when you look at the first couple of episodes, you had your traditional drag, True. right? You had Baby Sahara Bonet. You mm-hmm. had, and you had a little bit of a couple of oddballs that were in the middle that were kind of creating see, they were, the. They weren't pain. really oddballs. They were just a little different. They were different. Like on Gina, she just I'm didn't saying, wear wigs. What I'm saying with oddballs, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying they're odd and weird and they mm-hmm. shouldn't be in there. I'm saying they were paving the way for a Sharon Needles. Mm-hmm. And so you had like Nina Flowers, you had on Gina, you mm-hmm. had certain people, and even Raja, who even though she mm-hmm. won and she, to me, she's fashion, so she's she has yeah. a weird fashion. She was night. the first fashion girl. And she was the weird fashion. She came out yeah. with the one eye when she worked in the, yeah. when she mm-hmm. walked into the, into the workroom. But um, not to talk too much about RuPaul's dress, race but we're using it, it evolved, as a basis yeah, yeah it evolved mm-hmm. into the no titty yeah very little pads aquarius marcel yeah marcel wave hair mm-hmm. um the snatch makeup all the way back mm-hmm. kind of the Mattel. tapes mm-hmm. not, all that kind of and i even feel like tricks and mattel is not even part of that tricks and mattel have blossomed in a world it's like it's like a flower in a in a pavement mm-hmm. because to me she's different than what the mainstream is, but she forced herself into the mainstream. True, because she wasn't she the wasn't popular one first. in her no, season, she wasn't. and she wasn't her but the she popular one in, in her in her. Oh, mm-hmm. she wasn't memorable. Mm-hmm. She became memorable after she left and started making videos with Katya. Katya. Mm-hmm. So my thing is that I don't consider her as the mainstream. I consider her as again a little flower in the middle of a pavement mm-hmm. parking lot. You know, it's just right. kind of like there to like me here mm-hmm. I am hello. Well, everybody is the same. Um, and I don't want to say that all drag queens who have gone through RuPaul's Drag Race are exactly the same. But there is a formula. But there is a formula mm-hmm. that works and a mm-hmm. formula that will bring people to watch the show, whether and you're the winner or you. not. Yeah. Yes. Whether you're the winner yes. or not. Mm-hmm. So you have the Valentinas. You have the um, the Violet Chachkis. You mm-hmm. have the the very, um, very beautiful to look at, very, very aesthetically pleasing very to the eye, mm-hmm. um, and very meticulous with their drag. So mm-hmm. I'll have to give them that. They're super meticulous. Miss Fame. Miss Fame. They're yes. like, to the point, Pearl. You know, all mm-hmm. the, and Pearl has changed Raven. afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, she's changed into what she wants to be because she yeah. found herself after yeah. the show. But, um, but I feel that because the mainstream is RuPaul's Drag Race and mm-hmm. she's saturated in the mainstream, mm-hmm. I feel like pageantry and the old traditional drag, mm-hmm. not to call it old, but the traditional drag, it's kind of loosen its its um, its foot in a, a little, little bit, bit. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all the way around, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, if you talk to some of the people that are drag enthusiasts and also participate in the world of drag pageantry, 
uh, they would all they all they all would say that um, RuPaul's Drag Race is a pageant. They yeah, equate it to a pageant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but none, none, none of just this a girls, competition that it's a pageant. None of yeah. this girls that we talked about mm-hmm. could hold a candle to, and um. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, of pageantry names. Erica um, Andrews. Uh, Erica Andrews, Adriana Fuentes, mm-hmm. uh, Brittany Moore, mm-hmm. um, Tasha Long. Mm-hmm. Like, none of these girls can go into a pageant and expect to win mm-hmm. uh, with these girls who have put work mm-hmm. and into traditional drag. Mm-hmm. Into, and you, you'll you see them flipping the coin on the regular shows, and right. they're not they're going to do a little bit of, like, the mainstream stuff. But, when it, com- but yeah. when it comes to the pageantry, which is their legacy... It's a whole different world. It's a whole different ball. The show know? is. Yeah, and so... I think that's the reason why girls do so well on RuPaul's Drag Race, because of pageantry. Yeah, Or having that pageantry training they, in the background. They, they underestimate mm-hmm. the girls who do the pageant. But mm-hmm. you also have the girls who don't want to get out of the pageant mode. Yeah. That don't make it, like Porkchop. Yeah. Porkchop was... Yeah grabbed onto that pageant world she mm-hmm. made it because it was funny to say hey mm-hmm. poor chop right but she didn't make it in her season too mm-hmm. far but then you have people like uh, Alyssa Edwards and you have people mm-hmm. like uh, Trinity Taylor mm-hmm. who have the training of a pageant world Angel O'Hara. but understand mm-hmm. Angel O'Hara, mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how to mold and how to change for the mainstream mm-hmm. media they're adaptive. They're adaptive. Mm-hmm. They're versatile. They know what they're mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Yeah, and so they don't they don't just hold on to one category. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's dying a little bit, but it's gonna take a lot of those pageant girls and a lot of those um, traditional drag mm-hmm. to evolve mm-hmm. in a smart way, not change who they are, but evolve in a smart way to like be like. Mm-hmm. And I see it. And well, I- is it really dying or is it just evolving or changing? Like the whole view of drag. And since it's been placed on a mainstream, we have a lot of, of the masses influencing yeah. that change. Also, it could be mm-hmm. in the eye of the beholder. I mean, it is subjective. It's subjective. It could, it could just be on the person can, who's seeing it, right. not necessarily the contestants, not necessarily the people who are in it. Because mm-hmm. I will tell you, I've seen videos of Brittany Moore, Ariana Fuentes, and, um, and Tasha Long doing some modern stuff mm-hmm. and being inclusive into that mainstream drag mm-hmm. but then again they when they step into a pageant bloop yeah they, it's like they evolve they into completely in. different yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i think it could be also subjective onto that person or those people who are seeing it that way because the uh, nostalgia of mm-hmm. what all drag used to be mm-hmm. or traditional drag used to be okay but but it's the basis it? of it all though like traditional drag is the basis Correct. of it all, so you can't just go forget get, it, get yeah, away yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There are still some things that are just there. Like, yeah, but when you look at drag, hasn't drag always been evolving though? It has always because evolved. when you look at people, the eyebrows alone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because when you look at drag, what it was in the seventies, mm-hmm. right? And when you look, and let's let's you know let's go back to the beginnings of drag Ooh. Shakespearean times mm-hmm. that's when the first and I'm not saying that it had happened before that but those are mm-hmm. the first documented cases of drag mm-hmm. um, there are two um, ideas where drag comes from mm-hmm. or the word drag there is the idea that uh, in Shakespearean times mm-hmm. um, the women were not allowed to do theater um, oh, because of you know men <laughs> mm-hmm. and so uh, men would dress in female attire mm-hmm. to play the female characters. Mm-hmm. So when Romeo and Juliet was first 
shown to the masses, and it mm-hmm. was in a theater, and it was literally just off the pages. Mm-hmm. It was two guys playing the characters. Never knew so, that. So Juliet was actually played I by, forgot by a theater kid. Of course, I love theater. <laughs> the theater, the theater. The theater. So, Romeo. The, <laughs> Romeo, Romeo. Well, for art thou, Romeo. Right here, you've been spitting on me, bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, like, the term drag, from that perspective, so there's two perspectives of where the word drag came from. Mm-hmm. It came from the men wearing dresses mm-hmm. and dragging on the floor. So they wouldn't say you're playing the female part. Oh, they would the say drag. you're playing the drag part. Okay. You're playing the character that wears a dress and a drag. So you're the drag and you're the male. Okay. So Because he still didn't want so to say So it was a word of female. separation. Correct. Right. It was a word of separation. Mm-hmm. Then later on, which I think is stupid... Uh, I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> okay. Um, it's the other, the other connotation of the word drag is dress in, dress as girl. Mm-hmm. That's not how acronyms work. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the DR being dress? The DR being dress. Because there's no <laughs> acronym, there's no, like, dress is a D. Mm-hmm. A S is ass. Mm-hmm. G is girl. Mm-hmm. What the hell is they are? Dress. It's not, you can't, you can't, you can't do an abbreviation and pick a letter in the middle of the word. I'm sorry. You're mad. If somebody, I'm not mad. If somebody out there knows what the R means and I'm just being probably. Yeah, put in the um, comments. Yeah, I'm just probably being ignorant. Please tell us what the R and yes. the acronym of the Go word. Go to Instagram dress and as girl. Yeah. type it in there. Yeah, find us on Instagram. Lip work. Yes. Lip work podcast. Podcast. Lip work podcast. L-I-P-W-E-R-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So much emphasis on the T. That was you. No, that was you. That was Joe. That was all you. I haven't said anything. Okay, so um, I feel like the whole acronym dresses girl is subjective and stupid and I don't like it. I like the idea of the separation of the word because the theater couldn't come up with anything else and they didn't want to call them women because they weren't women. They were men dressed as female. So instead of saying the female character, they said you're playing the drag Juliet Mm -hmm. and you're playing the male Romeo. Um, So it came from their dresses dragging on the floor. Mm -hmm. Then it went from there to the vaudeville era. Then from there to the vaudeville. And the vaudeville, speaking of the vaudeville era, you know, we're talking vaudeville. The vaudeville area. Uh, area? Yeah. <laughs> what area is that? You mean era? Era. Era. Uh, so the vaudevillian time um, not only became as, came as a necessity for mm-hmm. entertainment. Um, I mean, not only it was part of like a theater community in New York and all that, but it became a necessity because mm-hmm. of the Prohibition era. Mm-hmm. And so in this bars and the speakeasies where they could not have, you know, sometimes some musicians were not want to be part of it mm-hmm. or they wanted to bring some other new entertainment into it. They would have drag queens. And all the black ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The black ones. Boop, yeah. boop, beep, doop. Boop. And so that's not, okay. <laughs> that's, she wasn't a drag queen, <laughs> uh, but she was black. Uh, so she was and white. That's a cartoon, but the original was black. I didn't know that. Yeah, the original Betty Boop. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that. Because you don't in, go there. Yes, 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 yes. Because I know so much information that is so pointless, but then it's so, like, important and in certain moments. And that's why I say you're a know-it-all. I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So, in the vaudevillian times, mm-hmm. they would have drag queens or men dress in, in drag mm-hmm. to uh, perform mm-hmm. uh, for the masses in this speakeasies. And that's speakeasies. where the connotation of dressing in drag became <gasps> illegal. Oh. Because it was, it was associated with the prohibition time. Oh. Yeah. So, that's when people are like... 
If you're dressed as a woman, you're the devil. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that sounded like a, like a news anchor from that time. <laughs> if you are dressed as a woman, you are the devil. <laughs> you are the devil. Because you are drinking alcohol when we're telling you you can. <laughs> Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Uh, so you're stupid is what you are. I love that voice. I love doing that prohibition okay. era voice. You're stupid. Hey, I say. I say, I say. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that? Foghorn, leghorn? Yes. But in the city. Oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah, not not the country one. I say, I say. <laughs> I say, I say. Um, we're stupid. Yeah, me. <laughs> but uh, so that's where the connotation of the illegal and or bad connotation of drag came from. Okay. Because before that, it was accepted in the theater community. And before mm-hmm. that, people accepted it. But that is still a thing that happens today. Mm. Because when it's in entertainment, when it comes to it movies, fine. It okay. it's fine. It's okay. You see all these people who are completely against LGBTQ, but they love watching Medea. Mm-hmm. Or they love watching um, um, Big Mama's House. Mm-hmm. Or they watched, um, what's it called? What's the other one? Nutty Professor. The Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't dress as a woman. Yes, he did. Not in the Nutty Professor. Yes, he did. Oh, he, he did. He was the he mom, was a mom and the grandma. And the daddy and the, and the kid. And the uncle and the, yeah, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. girl. He was everybody. So that's the thing, that when it comes <laughs> to movies, mm-hmm. everybody accepts it. Or Yeah, everybody accepts it. Mm-hmm. And when it, you know, uh, some like... So, some like it hot. Is some that, like it hot. Mm-hmm. He was in drag, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a white thing. Christmas when they dressed up as women. They weren't fully women. They yeah, were yeah. women clothes. Yeah, but that's acceptable in the entertainment business, but mm-hmm. it's not acceptable in a bar. That's so okay. that's in the in the in the prohibition era. That's when it started. So then we go and it kind of died down a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. giving you all a history of drag. You always give history. It died down a little bit, and then it came back <laughs> in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. in the ball scene. Ballroom. The ballroom scene. Ballroom. So you have um, Lat- Latin X, or at the time they just called them Latinos, mm-hmm. and the African-American community, mm-hmm. um, pretty much in general the community of mm-hmm. color, yeah. um, finding the gay community of color, finding uh, safe spaces in the ballroom um, era to just express who they were. Well, actually, it started with, because um, pageantry started before then, and the pageants were not allowed the black people they were into not, Exactly. Them. So, so it was only had, white girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. only white girls, or the very fair-skinned Latin or black people. And that is mm-hmm. when drag started evolving, because mm-hmm. you have the white pageants, you know, mm-hmm. all these girls who were still, it was still illegal yep. to dress in drag. It was. But the white girls were doing it in mm-hmm. the upper town, um, you know, uh, New York, uptown Somewhere, or whatever. Yeah. And so they were doing it, and when you look at those, those are the ones that call themselves female impersonators. Yes. And you still have some of those. Some of those are some of my friends. Like, I'm going to drop a name because she'll Ooh. love it. She'll love the fact that I'm saying her name. Miss Candy Lee. <laughs> she always says she's a female impersonator. And That's when you good. look at pictures of Candy Lee, she used her hair. Mm-hmm. She used her eyebrows. Mm-hmm. She used her, her bone structure. It was very much what you get, the makeup you would get if you go to, like, you know, it's a four counter and you said, hey, mm-hmm. beat my face. <laughs> it's not going to be this drag you no. know like boom it's gonna be very soft but that's what the drag was back then mm-hmm. and so when you have those drag queens who are evolving drag right so like they have they're no longer just doing the prohibition era makeup which is very light it's obviously a man in makeup yeah and now they're doing the soft i'm a female mm-hmm. look as much as a woman as you can and be passable and behave correct yes. and behave and this women's hat like you know, the the Frederick's catalog outfits and all this, you know, jewelry mm-hmm. and, you know, they were. And so the the, the uh, community of color in the 70s were not allowed to go into the same spaces. Mm-hmm. And so they created the underground um, ball scene, which was a way to create their own drag. And the drag started evolving more. Yes. It became more... 
uh, colorful and and, mm-hmm. and big costumes. Well, and I believe it came that way because it was always like um, what showgirly, mm-hmm. showgirly. But um, when you get people that of you know African background and Latin background into one room, they Bitch. love colors. They love feathers, big ruffles. Yes. So then you have all these categories that calls for different things, and then of course drag evolves within that space, and then and then it branches out to its own space. And then you have the '80s when Madonna's was paying attention to the Ooh. Vogue scene, yeah. and so she made it mainstream. So yes. she made the ballroom seem mainstream. And so now white people are coming into these spaces. And so now white people are seeing the big costumes and the big... And I think uh, Pose chronicled this. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so they go into... And they take a little bit of that. And so they take it into the mainstream and blah, 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 blah. So vice versa. I think all that to say mm-hmm. that I think that drag has been evolving since the beginning of time. So when we say it's traditional, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, because it had to evolve from something. True. Right? And it has been. It's not th- that traditional drag. It's not the drag of Shakespeare time. True. It's also not the time of Prohibition era. And right. it's also not the 70s. Right. You know, it came from all that and it kind of started evolving into, into yeah. what we know pageantry to be nowadays mm-hmm. and that big, you know, mm-hmm. black spray, big bouffants, big... Um, <laughs> Um, big, uh, look like what is it that uh, Willem said once? It looks like a croissant. I want to smash it. <laughs> you know those big, big pieces, bouffant. those big pieces mm-hmm. of ma- of like hair mm-hmm. that that people would wear in in um, in pageantry, mm-hmm. and so that had to evolve from something. So I think that as we go, they also have to evolve mm-hmm. and find a middle ground to not lose the 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 roots and where it comes from, but to evolve and to be able to be flexible sure. and i think it'll come back at some point i think i think like fashion it always comes back yeah it always comes back that was a long-winded explanation that's you it's fine <laughs> but i schooled the children Ding. <laughs> so silly. but yeah but i think it's subjective i think it's more mm-hmm. of a nostalgic idea i don't really feel like it's dying i feel like it is evolving i feel like everything like such as life everything evolves yeah, everything, everything changes, changes. Uh, i just feel like some people just don't I think it's their preference of when they see drag and what type of drag they grew up mm-hmm. with. Because, like, for this person, um, when he was introduced to drag, you had the uh, the waistline, you had the hips, you had the breast, all that stuff. So when you don't see that in his mind, that's not drag. It's an attack to his idea of drag. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, it's subjective. So the type of drag he likes is very traditional. There are fundamentals of drag, mm-hmm. and they need to be in place for it to be drag. And Again, they're it. nostalgic. Right. It has to do with what right. you miss of right. drag. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And what you like about drag. Uh-huh. And the, the aesthetic of drag of what you see. Yeah. And with him, he's all about pageantry. And like all these pageantry systems that we were listing, it's very high up on the, the pole of being um, like very draggy. You got like scared. What happened? Drag. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> you just look around like <laughs> something is beeping. What's happening? Oh. Okay. So, so yeah, I know, yeah, I think it's nostalgic. And mm-hmm. I think it comes from what you miss and what you like. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it's very subjective. But I do see his point, and I do yeah. see their point. Whoever feels this way as mm-hmm. the as your friend, mm-hmm. is that I can see where where it comes from. I can right. see the yeah. What is that sound? It's fine. You hear it. I hear it. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like they don't hear it. Shut right. up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think it comes from it comes from the um the idea of what you miss and what you like, and um. So yeah, so don't shit on other drag queens. That's true. Don't shed on other drag queens. And that's that's my that's my uh are we are we at that point? Probably yeah. Yeah, that's my drag drop in then. <laughs> just don't shit on it all. Dude, just don't shed on I, other people. Drag like changes. It does, and I feel like that's also my my same sentiment when it comes to our drag droppings or my drag droppings. 
is that um, it's all subjective. It's all art. Well, drag is art. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And art is absolutely subjective. So you can't just say, well, you're not doing drag yeah. because it doesn't look like what I think drag looks like. You have yes. to appreciate drag. Yes. And you can say you don't like some type of drag or I'm indifferent with this drag or I prefer this drag. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I I echo you. I echo you on that because I think that, um, you know, it's like you can't, you might not like a Picasso, mm-hmm. but it's a fucking Picasso. Mm. It's art and it's a lot of money, mm. and so your stick figures are art too. <laughs> but don't shit on Picasso because you don't understand it. You know what I mean? So I think, I think that just like art and just like fashion, drag evolves and drag changes. You just have to be, if the drag queens are open to evolve and to change, mm-hmm. you should be open to evolve and change your ideas of what you think drag is. As well. Evolve with the artist. This has been Capri Dupree. And this has not been Sharon Cox. Who has it been? I don't know. You've been listening <laughs> to Lip There's only one Beyonce. And that's me. <laughs> Stupid bitch.